to Power Conversations Podcast by What's Your Superpower TV. This podcast features conversations of overcoming by faith and pushing through to fulfill a purpose-driven life. This podcast is hosted by CEO and best-selling author Nadia Francois. Welcome to the broadcast. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Power Conversations Podcast Live. I am your host, Nadia Francois, and today we have joining us some amazing ladies, co-authors of Her War Two, which is visionary by the amazing Vine Griggs. So we are going to have these amazing ladies here tonight to tell us about their upcoming anthology. Let me bring them on in. Hey, Queen. Good hello, evening. Hello. Greetings. Hello. hello. Uh oh, I'm missing somebody. I think my other lady fell off, but we'll bring her in as soon as she comes back up. Guys, I want you to take this time to share the broadcast. We are live on Facebook, live on YouTube. I'm going to share it myself right now. And while we do that, oh, there's our other lady right there. Get her in here. All righty. All right, there's our share, and let me grab Miss Juanita in here. Hey, Queen, how are you? Surviving and just trying to keep rolling with the punches. <laughs> yes, come on in, come on in. So right now, we're going to take the time to allow you ladies to introduce yourselves. Please feel free to give as much or as little information as you as you would like. So I will start with Miss Tanya. Good evening. I am Tanya Mile. I'm a retired major in the Air Force. I served in the Nurse Corps, a native of Raleigh, North Carolina, residing now in Greenville, North Carolina. I was a single parent in the Air Force, and my chapter, I write about identity crisis. Um, and I offer some great tools on how to navigate, not only as a single parent, but just some really practical um, tools to help in crisis situations in general. I am so excited. This is my first year being part of the Her, to, Her War Two movement, and movement it is. Just honored to have been introduced to our visionary, Vaughn Griggs, and so excited about the women that I've had opportunity to meet. And boy, have we been missing out on the opportunity to hear our stories. So I look forward to many volumes. We're focusing on volume three, but um, many volumes to come because you can be around so many female heroes and not know it because we're not walking around with our veteran hats and our jackets and, um, but we have served, we have sacrificed, and we have stories to tell. So what an honor to be a part of this. Thank you. Love it, love it. Next up, Miss Angela. Well, hello, good evening. Um, are you, okay, yes. Yeah, go ahead and tell us about yourself. Yes. Um, good evening. I'm Angela Van, and I am a um, a 20 year uh, retired uh, chief warrant officer three uh, from the Army, and um, I currently reside in the Dallas Fort Worth area. 
Um, and this is, I'm a part of, this is my second anthology, volume two being a part of volume two. Um, it's, it's awesome to be a part of volume uh, two to continue it on. And I just want to give a big shout out um, to um, our visionary Vaughn for, um, you know, keeping the path on, um, on this journey, on this mission uh, for her war too. Um, like I said, I reside in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Once I retired, I went into the um, early childhood um, educational field where I owned and operated a, um, a um, family child care home for infants up to five years of age up until um, July of this year. So I, I worked that for 11 years and, and I have recently retired again. So I have two retirements under my belt. Um, so just um, excited to be here and thank you, Nadia, for having us here. And uh, that's just a little bit about myself for right now. Awesome. Thank you, Queen. Next up, Miss Ina. Am I saying your name right, Queen? Sure, I know. All right, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Nadia, for having us, and thank you to the visionary. I set up this book, um, Vaughn, and as Tanya said, the movement, because this is definitely a movement. Um, I am Ina Johnson Myers. I'm a 24-year retired Army combat veteran, um, and I'm a the author and I mean the CEO of When She Rise uh, Coaching. Also, I'm also an international speaker, and this movement um i'm happy to be on it there's a lot of um i guess women that are military that are comrades that have not been able to you know have their their say in what's happening and i'm so happy that vaughn has started this um so that we can do what we can do to allow other people to use their voice so i'm in the in the greater atlanta area um, I coach out here and I love doing what we do. So I thank you for that. And I thank you for having us here. Awesome. Thank you, Queen. Miss Juanita, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, first of all, thank you so much for uh, allowing us to be here. It's always a pleasure to be able to share. Um, second of all, and definitely not least, Vaughn Griggs, amazing movement as all my other sisters have stated and uh, just an honor to be able to be asked to participate. My name is Juanita Sepulveda. I'm a United States Marine and I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a mother of seven and right now I'm actually journeying to Orlando, Florida to compete in the finals for Ms. Veteran America because one of the things that's just really driving me is the fact that so many of our sisters, my sisters, your sisters, our wives, our daughters, our friends are homeless. And now they're also homeless with their children, which was what my story is about based on, you know, as of 2011, I was homeless with our children. And when we talk about a movement, it's not a movement for selves. It's a movement to turn around and reach back to remember to bring someone along with you. Because after all, we go further when we come as a team. And I think that's the one thing that we've really walked away from the military is knowing that we are taught to be united. But in the transition, as we return back to, you know, back to civilian life, we, we don't do a very good uh, job at, you know, reintegrating. And so many of our sisters, which is the focus of my story, is we become homeless. And what's even worse, that we become homeless with our children. And it's like we take this silent oath, you know, that just has no expiration that we don't want to disgrace our branch or service or our cultures or our faith or whatever it is that we've built our foundation on. And again, ladies, you're absolutely right. It is a movement, but it's a movement that not only are we pushing forward united, but we're also pushing forward but not forgetting to look back and extend a hand to raise our sisters back up just where we are. So thank you. Love it. Thank you, Queen. And finally, our visionary is Vine Griggs. Come on and introduce yourself, Queen. 
tell us about this amazing movement that you have started. Hey, I just heard and learned tonight that it is a movement. So I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here in awe. Well, listen, yes, I, I, I am Vaughn. Uh, I am Vaughn, a host of uh, Jewelry Store Outreach, a nonprofit. And this movement started with uh, my exit from the United States Air Force, which is our premier branch of all of our <laughs> U.S. Armed Forces. And uh, that, that separation was huge. And uh, the way that the title started for me, it was personal because as I had served uh, 20, 20 years active, six years in the Air National Guard, I realized that the services offered after leaving the military were not equal. And that was a cry that I cried in my heart and I cried it from my tear ducts that I was not being afforded equal care from the VA. I was not being afforded equal opportunity with veteran organizations. Yeah, I'm sure my sisterhood can uh, relate. If you go to any of our service organizations, our VCNOs, our disabled veterans, our American Legion halls, you're going to see what doesn't look like us. And I wanted to know why there was such a breakdown. And as I continued to talk to women, it was difficult for them to even give a claim to their service. Most female veterans will not give that in an introduction. So that's really where her war two started for me is, you know, just having that conversation and listening as to why they hid behind their service time or why they didn't say it loud. Right. Yeah. And uh, so that led me to start the nonprofit to provide resources and permanent housing for homeless female veterans with children. I am now eight-time best-selling author. My profession is occupational safety and health. And I oversee uh, a business there, a great safety consultants and the nonprofit, as well as a licensed and ordained minister. I am also a transformational coach. So that's a little bit about me. All right, Queen. I love it. I love it. Let's see. All right, we are back. We are back. So I want to ask this question to you, ladies. Um, you kind of shared a little bit about why you joined the movement, some of your concerns within your veteranship. What message do you want to send to other female veterans out there that may be struggling with some of the th same things that you have struggled with? And we'll start with Miss Tanya. I think it's important that we know we're not alone. We're not by ourselves. And so often just sheer habit, I guess, we tend to uh, carry a lot on our shoulders in general. Yeah. And um, coupled with some of the things that we carry through and from our military experiences, um, it gets really heavy, really fast. Mm -hmm. And then we're in a society where we're um, expected to be all carry all. Yeah. And it's just not realistic. So I think one of the huge takeaways is that you're not by yourself. We're used to having battle buddies um, in the military. And just because we get out, it doesn't mean that we no longer have that support. We're still here. We yeah. still have your six. Um, and uh, we desire to be there. Just like we have need for assistance to carry, we also share a need to carry. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm learning that I give from my saucer and not my cup. Mm -hmm. But we're often taught that we give from our cup when now you're depleted. And that has been a problem for so long. So 
it's in our giving from our saucer, our overflow, that we're able to shoulder up with other women and help bury the burden and dispel some of the lies that's been told and accepted and offer alternatives. And that's the beauty of the unification that we share in that what I have overcome, I can give to you as you're going through. And likewise, um, and that is the beauty of the whole thing. We have such powerful stories. We have experienced things. Um, we have pioneered in so many areas, but no one knows. Yeah. You'll be in a nursing home only to discover that your patient is a hero. No mm -hmm. one knows. Yeah. Our children don't know. We, Our children just know we went to work. We served. But they don't know how we sacrifice. And our sacrifice is different. And our journey is different. And it's important that we hear that. Even with wounded warriors, so to speak, you automatically think of missing limbs and stuff. Well, all wounds are not visible. And that needs to be um, shared. I used to work at the VA, and I'll get ready to pass the mic. And well, I would have female veterans come in for mental health services, but not for the medical services, not for the dental services, not even get service connected. Why? Now you have our male counterparts. Oh, they're all about it. Mm -hmm. But we will use our spouses. Oh, I have my own. But we need a presence in our veteran affairs. And just to give credit where credit is due, the VA is doing a fantastic job of um, making space for us. Always room to grow always room for improvement, but they've come a long way in making space for us. So I will acknowledge what they've done and uh, know with our support and with our help and with our advocacy, there's so much more because no one knows what we need except for us, but yeah. a closed mouth can't get fed. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you for that. Ms. Juanita, what special message do you want to deliver to the veterans around you? Well, I'd love to be able to echo a lot what Tanya stated. I had the privilege of being able to participate with the George Bush, George W. Bush Institute for Veteran Leadership Program. And I had the privilege to be able to go to the, uh, the Department of the Secretary to be able to voice just those things. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we've been silent for so long and I've had several comments that, you know, why do we have to say, you know, female veterans and why are we not edifying men veterans? The reality is, and with all due respect, our brothers have done an amazing job of being represented. And it's not that we're trying to single ourselves out. It's just, you know, we've been sitting at the table serving alongside silently but powerfully, you know, we've mastered the skills. Are we are able to move the same boulder the same way? No, but you know, it took a long time for us to develop our voice either based on, you know, what society has told us, our cultures, you know, practices that have been in place for hundreds of years. My message to my, to the military community is see us now, you've seen us, but really hear us. Mm. And it's just like, you know, Tanya stated, our needs are different. Our, our experiences are different. Though we run a parallel journey with our, with our brothers, we recover different. We need our own space because we've experienced these, these silent, you know, injuries that aren't always visible. And they come in stealth mode when we least expect it, right? We, we're looking across, you know, the monitor, all these talented, very proficient, professional women. But when we sit alone, we fight those demons just like they do. 
Mm-hmm. We just don't, we didn't always voice them. And so to the military community, to the veteran community, and to our civilian counterparts, don't just see us, but hear us and meet us at least halfway so that we know that silence is not strength. We're asking for help. We want to meet you and we want to be able to just grow and improve the community and to have a better standard of living. Because we, at least for me, from from my mother's perspective, I wanna make sure that my recovery isn't having a negative connotation on my children Mm -hmm. because my children are the future. Yeah. And with the stronger foundation, with the resources that we're equipped with, the locations, the camaraderie that was really technically stripped of us when we left service, because we, we felt like we didn't gain that right to be called veteran. When in reality, whenever we sign that dotted line, it is an oath that has no expiration. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you. That is so good. Thank you, Queen. I want to take a minute and shout out the ladies that are joining us in the chat today. We have Miss Kathy Mackey, Miss Ebony Griner, Miss LaVita Morris. Let's see who else. Uh, and they have a lot of comments, so that's why I haven't shown them because I kind of <laughs> look, I was still on the private chat page and I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> so thank you, ladies, so much for joining us. Trying to make sure I didn't miss anyone. Miss Yinka, hey Queen. Yes. All right. Thank you, ladies, for joining us. So next up, Miss Ina. Miss Ina, give us your special message to the veterans. Um, my special my special message is use your voice. Um, as women, we had to um, normalize the dysfunction in order to be able to sit at the table for rent, for you know camaraderie, for just being in the military. Mm-hmm. So we kind of got used to not using our voice, um, going along to get along um, in order to happen, for all the things that happen. And as things you know, happen, whether MST um, and other things that happen throughout the military careers of so many women, we didn't use our voice to talk about it. And as you stop using your voice, as you silence your voice more and more, as you allow um, people to tell you that your voice doesn't matter, you just stop using it. And unfortunately, now you have so many people, so many women that are suffering in silence because they just don't think their voice matters. And that's one of the most powerful things about this movement um, is that it's being shown that your voice does matter. Um, Like I said, my first understanding of it when VA um, featured a book of mine and to hear, to see the comments that women said in that, I cried so hard because I didn't, I knew what I was going through. That's right. I didn't necessarily know the multitude or the depth. Um, I knew what happened, but I didn't, I never heard their, their, you know, cry about it. I never heard anyone else say anything else about it. So once with that, when I met Vaughn, I knew that this is something that definitely has to keep going. Um, she was in Clubhouse and, you know, we were in Clubhouse house talking about the, the disparity between men and women, you know, and our voices. And again, we knew this is something that had to keep going um, because there are so many, so many women out there that, you know, veterans, all branches um, that are dealing with the silence, they're dealing with their pain in silence. And that's why there's so much suicide, so much, you know, people are just alcoholism, um, drugs, because people are trying to numb that pain. Um, but for me, through through Christ, through teaching them how to deal with that MST from a God perspective, um, is something that I, I truly, truly believe that our women need. Um, and it's something that I think God is calling at this point in time. Um, he, he's calling for the redemption and the renewing of his children. And I'm glad we're a part of that. I love it. I love it. Miss Angela. 
Okay, well, you know, um, all these ladies before me have, you know, I'm just going to echo off what they've said, and they put a lot out there, and I mm -hmm. resonate with all of it in that, you know, we are, you know, uh, we want to, uh, them to know that uh, other people to know, and our story is not for us. And, you know, we write that story for somebody else and it's going to reach somebody um, more people than we think. And um, and they're going to reach it, put it out there for somebody else to reach. So, you know, our this volume one, which has which we reached out, it has it it um, got other people, you know, volume two will be reaching out that a wider span. So just to know that they're not alone, you know, um, that you do have somewhere, whether it be with Her War Two or some other veteran, um, you know, organization um, specifically for females, because we are, um, you know, that minority. But um, yeah, that um, you're not alone, and um, and uh, and we're here. So, yeah. Thanks. All right, that was good, Miss Vaughn. Why don't you come on and tell us all about this book? Now, I need to know when is it coming out? How will we be able to order and anything else that we need to know surrounding Her War 2, Volume 2? Yes, ma'am. So we have a total of 12 authors, all military. And, well, let me say some dual military uh, service members as well. And we have one spouse in this particular project. Launch date, 5 November, just almost two weeks away. And uh, the book will be featured on, uh, of course, Amazon. We're pushing for a release with Barnes and Nobles as well. So we're going to have a live launch on the 5th of November. And uh, of course, each of our co-authors will be sharing the links for that and so that we can, for the second time, become number one best-selling co-authors. The specialty in this book is not just that each and every one of our women share their story, the legacy that they're leaving in the earth, but also compiled with five pages of resources. Uh, ditto to all that the previous speakers have stated. Oftentimes, we don't ask for help. And the, the more that you are away from that sisterhood, it can become harder to ask for help. Yeah. I've had an opportunity to learn from each of the co-authors independently as well as collectively. And, and so when, when you've borne the battle, you've been to combat as several of us here have, you can get a bit stifled with asking for help outside of the military realm. And oftentimes that need that you have is stunted. Yeah. So within this project, there are five pages of resources, not only resources for those that have exited the military, resources for our young troops and airmen and sailors, Coast Guardsmen, Guardsmen, you know, all of them that are currently serving or if they have a desire to serve. And uh, Nadia, I tell you, one of my uh, greatest accolades for myself was when I was able to go back to the Gulf Coast and speak to the ROTC class, those that have a desire to serve, but they have questions. So we've got information there for them as well. We have information for spouses, for family members, how to navigate when your son or your daughter, your cousin, your niece is serving. How do, how do you find out what they may be experiencing? As many have stated, you know, we do it and we do it in silence. We do it under uh, direct command. And many times people don't know. Uh, and I, I'll just say, as Ina's using acronyms, that's something we are flooded with in our language. Yeah. What is MST? Military sexual trauma. You know, what is DV? Domestic violence. Mm -hmm. Those occurrences happen while you're serving in uniform as well. Yeah. So what do you do when you're afraid to speak within your command? And oftentimes women's voices are stifled because uh, they've been violated by a man 
and their upper echelon, that upper command is a man. Mm -hmm. And they don't feel comfortable with speaking of those experiences, right? So we've got five pages of resources, and that's what I am most excited about. I love it. I love it. Now, I want to uh, get off subject just a little bit, not really off subject, but off the book for a second. Earlier this year, I believe I saw that you helped uh, get a special day passed. <laughs> so tell us about that real quick. Tell us about yes. that. Yes. So that the world may know. Yes. The 12th of June is Women Veterans Appreciation Day. Yep. We were able to move the needle forward with your, uh, well, no, you're in Louisiana. So the yeah. Mississippi governor, uh, Tate Reeves, signed the proclamation. So Mississippi was the 17th state. And shortly after that, we had the governor, uh, Governor Santos in Florida side, making it the 18th state. So that's 18 out of 50, 52 states that are given that recognition. While we have female veterans that are residents in every providence of the United States, each year we're gonna move our retreat to a state that is not yet on board to bring that publicity, to bring the movement, uh, as my sheroes here have said, the movement, <laughs> you know, to bring it forward, right? Yeah. Uh, and simply because every state has uh, the opportunity to have their female veterans honored. That's what we're pushing for. So thank you, Nadia, for uh, giving recognition to that. Oh, yes. This is a movement. You heard your ladies. You heard these sheroes. So all of that is a part of Yvonne. And congratulations. And thank you for doing that for our female veterans. You guys are so special. And like you said, you know, just deal with a lot, even outside of serving and, you know, being a woman. So thank you for your service. All right, let's shift it on back to the book. All right. So, Miss Tanya, I want to uh, ask you. Well, I'm going to just state this and then you all can chime in. So, I know that when I write or journal or contribute to uh, different anthologies and different projects that I have to write things about my life in, I get a reflection or like mm -hmm. some type of mental of awakening right and so i want to know what how did participating in this project affect you mentally you know it was very reflective in that part of the challenge for us as female veterans our stories are not told at all so it becomes a buffet so trying to choose which to share, which story to share, which, which, you know, it's, it's, there's so much because we don't speak at all. And um, I chose identity crisis because I came into the military with my daughter. My daughter was an issue to me, as some used to say. And um, I am a nurse. I came into the military uh, with my nursing degree. And when I joined the Air Force, I was informed that I was an officer first and then a nurse. Well, I was confused because I'm a nurse who just happened to be in the military. No, 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 no. I was so confused. I mean, just a little tweak like that confused me. Yeah. And um, because I was an officer first, everything became second. Um, and so I share in the book how I had an experience where I had to neglect my maternal duties because of the uniform and how complex, how perplex I, that was for me. And... Uh, um, and it, it caused me to do some shifting and prepare in a different way that I hadn't had to prepare for. 
And so I write about the identity crisis in there because we as women, when we have children, we are mothers. So to have an institution to step in between that, that was foreign to me. Um, and we as women in the military, we go through, our stories have not been told about our plight as mothers. Our children's stories has not been told um, being children of military uh, parents. So there's a there's a whole buffet to explore in that. And uh, we think of our service, rightfully so, when we think of the military. But I wanted to bring a different aspect. And so my chapter is called Identity Crisis. And so it was reflective in that I recognize how I yielded to the training and I indeed became an officer over my mother, my motherhood in some wow. aspects, um, my profession in some aspects. And I created a, a system for my family that I wanted to also share with others on how to navigate um, through that. So oh. it, it was very reflective. Thank you for the opportunity for me to share that. All right, thank you. Miss Juanita, can you take the question one more time? Yes, how was participating in this project, how did it affect you mentally? You know, I, I would love to be able to say that um, I was thrilled initially about it. It took actually several years to be able to share our story. Mm -hmm. Because like I stated, it was like you took a, a silent, you know, oath mm -hmm. not to disgrace yourself, not to disgrace your branch. And for those of you who don't know, our core values in the Marine Corps is honor, courage, and commitment. And... You know, we were living a lie when I was when I was writing it out. It took my seven year old to fall apart in front of the social worker because I was going against everything that, you know, we were taught in the military. There was no honor in teaching my children to lie, but we were in fear of being separated. There was no courage in the fact that you didn't I didn't ask for help. But yet we were told that failure was just not an option. And there was definitely no commitment to myself because at that time I felt like I had failed everything. So it was like walking through that journey again, you know, and hoping that we didn't have to experience it. But there was some relief at the end, you know, when, when when I shared, you know, the triumphs, mm -hmm. because there's no growth in silence. Yeah. No. And there's no growth, but there's so much opportunity on the other side. Yeah. You finally explore, right? There was a lot of shame when I was writing it. Yeah. There was a lot of anger. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of pain because I felt like, I had put my children for things that really they shouldn't have had to experience. Mm. Um, the model, you know, modeling that was definitely not what we were trained to do, what we were, the expectations weren't, you know, to fail. And I'm sure like my sisters, you know, in the other branches, it's not something that you expect to, you know, to fall back on or, to have to go and ask for help. So there was just a plethora of experiences and pain recovery. But when we were, for a lack of a better word, when we got busted by my seven year old, you know, and the social workers looking down at my son, asking how his day is and all he's doing is begging not to be moved from schools. And I'm having to recall that moment 
you know, you're going, how, how could we have possibly, you know, have done that? How could I, because I had to own that, right? Mm -hmm. But just like I shared with you just now, you know, I'm right now I'm competing for Miss Veteran America and their mission is, you know, to eliminate homelessness for women, veterans and their children, which is a statistic that's not being tracked right now. Mm. The definition of being homeless needs to be challenged. And in, in writing my story, it just it was just a flood of emotions and a flood of experiences and a flood of just realizing that there's a whole mission that we haven't even uh, haven't even attacked. We haven't even addressed. And, you know, I can't even wait to be able to read all these other stories, you know, in the book, because every one of our stories, you know, are across the platforms. We can see each other in these stories that we're, you know, that we're telling, that we're sharing. And all I could think of really, as I was coming to the end is, I hope my story, re, you know, reestablishes my sister's faith in themselves. Because sometimes you're the only cheerleader that you have until you realize that you're not alone. And these stories have to be brought out because a lot of the times I felt like I was the only one experiencing that because I was so alienated from the military. It was like that journey alone. You know, we all read about footprints and we're thinking it's, you know, it's our footprints. But in reality, it's God carrying us. Mm, that was good. That's good. And our stories really should be that we carry our sisters. Because right now, every step is so heavy for some of them. Yeah. And, and realizing where they are right now and realizing that they're not alone, just like we weren't when we were in the military. No matter what we experienced, we knew we could turn to the right or turn to the left. And they look like us. But after you get out of the military... Sometimes you don't have someone that looks like you who, or you could have that conversation, right? So my story was, was painful. Wow. It was humiliating. It was self-inducing anger, rage at the fact that I had put my children through this. And at the same time, it was relief. Because at the other end, I did finally find sisters that looked like me and reminded me that I had value. Yeah. And it, and it took time to recover because it wasn't overnight that I failed. And I want to make sure people understand that society says you failed. That's not it. We just discovered a way that it didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. Check. It's gone. But we also have that internal strength, which is when I was looking at my story, is that we have that internal strength to reach out and not be silent. And I'm not silent anymore. My story freed me from guilt, anger, self-persecution, and it empowered me to remember to reach out to my sisters and ask them, did you serve? And if they did, ensure that I'm in that journey with them to claim what they have earned. Not what society tells them, but they have earned. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. One last thing, though. No matter what branch I serve, no matter what branches we serve, we're out. We're veterans. Ladies, just remember one flag is one flag that we serve under. And that's what my story meant to me. I love it. That's very powerful. Thank you for that. Miss Ina, how did participating in this project affect you mentally? Um, actually, I God started me on this journey back in 2021. Um, when he told me to get up off the floor because I was having a panic attack, 
Um, and he told me to get up off the floor and go sit in front of my computer. I was trying to write this book and I couldn't. I couldn't figure out how to write it. God mm -hmm. told me to get up off the floor and go sit in, my, in front of my computer. And he started writing chapters. Um, a book that I couldn't figure out how to write for a couple of months. He just started writing chapters. Mm -hmm. And putting my pain um, on those pages was the start of all of that. Um, and again, like I said, I didn't, I, I knew it was my pain. I didn't know it was the pain of so many others. Um, because like we said, we, we, we internalize everything. It's, it's only our pain. Um, not until we actually use our voice that we see that other people, other women are going through that as well. And they just didn't know how, how to verbalize their pain. They didn't, you know, know how to call that thing, a thing, what, whatever that thing was, they didn't know how to, you know, what it was. So for me to verbalize my pain gave them um, vision, gave them the okay to verbalize theirs too. Um, so as far as when I started writing this, this is another leg of this journey that God has me on. And I'm so happy that Vaughn, you know, was doing this, you know, on this leg, uh, on this journey um, as well. So I, for me, I've gotten a little used to putting my, my pain on paper, which is, you know, but I know it, the tests, the trials and stuff that I went through, I know it wasn't for me. Um, when, when I started this, God started showing me that all of this wasn't for me because I actually thought I didn't have any trials. Um, in my book, I wrote, you know, people at church used to, you know, testify about their issues. And I was like, oh, well, I, I really don't have anything because I'd gotten so used to calling sexual trauma an incident. <laughs> I normalized it. Yeah. Um, so I didn't think I had trauma. I didn't think I had anything until God started pulling that out of me. Mm. Um, and then again, I, I saw other people, you know, from VA, their stories. And, you know, they're saying how my book or my story helped them. So that's, this is, this, like this movement, I'm going to say it, Vaughn, movement. <laughs> it's, it's going to be opening up a lot of mouths yeah. and giving voices to a lot of people that thought their stories didn't matter, thought they didn't have, you know, anything to talk about, like me, thought that, you know, they are too, th their story is too insignificant and or it's too small. Anything you care about, God cares about. And it's, it's okay. We're going to do this together. You know, we locking arms. You know, we, we hugging it out. We're going to hold your hand, whatever. But you have to get that because that stuff is toxic. When it, yeah. when it's holding, when it's inside of you, it's toxic. You know, and like um, Juanita said, you can't build healthy children from a toxic soul. Yeah, You have to fix that so that you can help women birth generations. So you got to fix your stuff so that you can, you know, help the generations to come and make them as whole as possible. So when they get older, they don't think the stuff that they're doing, that the toxicity is normal because that's what they had in mama. That's what they had in daddy, you know, mm -hmm. so that's what's normal. We got to fix our kids because yeah. right now stuff is just going south fast. Yeah. And it's up to us, each and every one of us, as we see our sisters going through it, you know, ask them, hey, how you doing? And ask them and look in their face and mean it. Don't yeah. just say, hey, how you doing in passing? Hey, how you doing? No, sis, really. No. How are you doing? What's going yeah. on with you? So we need to have those real conversations uh, with each other. And I'm glad that I can have this with this ladies. And I just, I love it. And I thank you guys. Yes, that was good. Thank you, Queen. And Miss Angela. Hey, you know, I want to say um, 
the when you talk about the mental uh, piece of it, how it has affected us mentally. Okay, volume one um, was, I mean, awesome. You know, I'm ready for it. I, I want to share my story, and people need to hear it. And um, I was the first one to put that chapter in. You know, um, I got it in, and, um, and you know, and I'm ready to go. I'm I'm there. I'm hua. And, you know, and, and you know, and volume two come along. And just like, you know, okay, we need the submission. We need your submission. And I see the, the you know, from trials to Trump, uh, triumphs, right? And I'm like, but there were just so many. And what what I'm going to do? I mean, what more do I have to write about? You know, what I'm going to say? And it was just so long. And it was like, okay, I told Vaughn. I was like, oh, okay, okay. I'm going to have it submit. I got my chapter. I'm going to submit it. I, I promise you, I got it on Sunday, next Sunday. That Sunday rolled around. And another two weeks rolled around. And I mean, it just played on me. And, you know, it, it was so many times that I... um had came to say, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing this speech and, you know, to pick up the phone and call Vaughn and say, well, you know, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this one. I'm going to set this one out. But I finally, you know, when I just, just sat there and start writing and um, about knowing when to hold and knowing when to fold, um, about knowing when to stay and knowing when to walk away. And then that I was able to, you know, get it out there. So it it played um, that mental part on volume one was awesome. That was a, a great uh, mental uh, escape for me. Um, during this volume two within myself, it was pretty hard, but I'm there and I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I'm still here and I look forward to it. So thank you. Thank you, Queen. Listen, I am going to allow each of you to tell us your business and your contact info. And then I'm going to turn it over to Miss Vine to close us out with our info on the book again. And anything else you want to close out and give your business information as well, Miss Vine. So I'm going to go back around. Uh, Miss Angela, go ahead and give us your contact information for the viewers. Um, yes. um, my contact info on all social media is Angela Van and um, my uh, and that's uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, and it's all Angela Van and um, an email address is Angela.Van84 at gmail.com. Thanks. All right, Ms. Ina. Uh, yes, I'm Ina Johnson Myers. Uh, when she rise and my contact information is all social platforms when she rise the number one um and that's it clubhouse twitter facebook ig everywhere when she rise one is that all together yes when she rise and the number one all right thank you all right miss juanita So for Facebook, you can find me under Juanita Sepulveda. I'm also on LinkedIn, also under Juanita Sepulveda. Um, for Instagram, I'm on Juanita S. Sepulveda 55. And for Twitter, oh, that's a good one. Maybe I should get that. Mm -hmm. uh, Twitter, I have... Uh, Juanita, uh, J.F. Sepulveda 4. But right now I'm also, you know, for, we're running for Miss Better America, so we've got other stuff, but I am under Juanita F. Sepulveda. And to email Juanita me. F? You said F, I'm sorry. Yes, Foxtrot F. Juanita F. Sepulveda 4, and that's for Twitter. Um, you are able to email me at Juliet Foxtrot my last name, Sepulveda, S-E-P-U-L-V-E-D-A-4, at Gmail. And um, you said you want to know about our business? Yes. So I do a couple of things. I have JFS International, which right now I'm actually working on a DIR contract where we do um, sales and we do some digital marketing and outreach. I also have Vanual Investment, uh, and, and what we're doing is we teach uh, stock options trading. We're actually patenting it. 
is being patented and copyrighted and trademarked. Banyol Investment is also uh, patenting, copywriting, and trademarking. It's trading where we'll be the only ones who'll be able to trade. And then God willing, moving into the next direction is going to be converted to a curriculum. Okay. So we do that as well. Um, the other thing too is very big advocate for women's um, mental health, homelessness, entrepreneurship, because those are areas that we're not often highlighted in. Mm -hmm. We make certain areas, you know, available to us, but to really make a stance is advocating consistently. And I'm going to use the word aggressively. Mm -hmm. And this is the most appropriate place to say aggressively to ensure that we're, a, that society and the community is aware that we are entrepreneurs and we're visionaries. So, yes, thank you. All right, Miss Tanya. I'm just so honored to be amongst such elite women. I'm just loving it. Um, I have mile-wide coaching and consulting, and I coach not only individuals, families, but also um, businesses in cohesiveness, team cohesiveness and communication. Um, one of the beauties about my coaching style is that in addition to a behavioral assessment, communication assessment, I do coaching along with that. And I have been so honored to see the mending of both families and businesses come together to be more um, productive and cohesiveness. I am all about serving my community and serving each other. So mile-wide coaching and consulting. I'm on Facebook, have my website. I do individuals, families, churches, um, and corporations. What's your website? Mile-wide coaching and consulting. Dot com. Dot com. Yes, it is. And it's just a, a great way of um, give such a detailed report on communication, but not only that motivation. And that's where um, it's been beautiful in dealing with families, uh, trying to find out how to motivate each other. All right. Thank you so much, Queen. All right, Ms. Vine, you have the floor. Thank you. Well, I'm on all social media under my name, Vaughn M. Griggs, or they can find me under the nonprofit Joy Restored Outreach. .org. All right. All right. And I'm going to close this out. Yes. I want to say thank you to all of our viewers and those that will even catch the replay. And as many of our co-authors have stated, this is not a story just for us. This is for generations to come. We appreciate your support. We appreciate the support of purchasing the book, but we also appreciate your support, whether it be Veterans Day, whether it be Memorial Day, whether it be Women Veterans Appreciation Day. Show some love to the female sisterhood and all branches of our United States Armed Forces why? Because we equally serve, however, we serve differently. We come home and we come home somewhat differently. So thank you. It's been a pleasure serving you in uniform. It's also my pleasure to serve you out of uniform. God bless each and every one of you. And remember, it is her war too. Thank you, Queen. Thank all of you, Sheroes, for joining us tonight. Thank you, ladies. I do want to plug in Miss LaVita McCray Morris is one of the co-authors. She was supposed to be on with us tonight, but she was unable to join us on live. But she has been cheering us on in the comments and her her. Uh, contact information and website is also found in the chat. So I did want to shout her out. Thank you for joining us, Queen, and staying with us from beginning to end and everyone else that joined us as well. Y'all, it has been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful evening. 
talking to these amazing sheroes, y'all. Connect with them. Make sure that you put on your calendar November 5th so that you can join them in their celebration, their launch of the new Her War 2 Volume 2 volume two guys so make sure that you are in assistance of helping these wonderful women make best-selling authors as well and support your local female veterans i want to throw that out there a lot of times we overlook that um this broadcast brought some light to my uh heart in my situation because i'm not i don't think i am anyway but you guys explained it really well that a lot of women that serve do not even, you know, put it out there. They they don't, they kind of not hide it, but it's nothing that they're really celebrating. And so we want to make sure that our women are celebrated for uh, serving us, for serving our country. So make sure you reach out to your local female veterans. Let them know about this book. Let them know about Joy Restored Outreach. Let them know that there's resources for them. Thank you all for joining us. Make sure that you're following Power Conversations podcast and WYSP TV on all your social media platforms. Y'all have a blessed night. Good night.